Hey, I'm Bree, and this is R&B Podcast, a pop culture podcast where we wrap up the weekly pop culture events that have happened. Um, but first, how are you doing? Honestly, I'm good. Um, I think unlike a lot of people, I have not started classes yet, or I'm not even close to starting classes yet. I still have a full week of nothing but like work before I go back, so... I'm chilling. How are you? How was your first week back in Michigan? I am exhausted. <laughs> it's been two days. <laughs> Typical. Yeah. I mean, but I'm excited for the semester. Um, I have 18 credits, but <laughs> I feel like I'll be able to handle it. Um, I said I missed the snow when I was away, but now that I'm back, I no longer miss it. Ooh, you have snow? We got the first day back, so I flew in Monday night, so Tuesday, like, I was running errands and stuff, and it was, like, sunny, like, I was wearing only a windbreaker, I was chilling, and then, like, by dinner time, it was basically a blizzard, like, my roommate came home, and there was snow all over him, and we were like, what happened? Oh, no. Yeah, but honestly, like, a chill week so far. Good. Did you start classes today? Started yesterday. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Ooh. I took Any intro faves? to hip hop. Huh? Any faves? Intro to hip hop is fun. Ooh. Yeah. Um, it's funny because like our uh, I want to just say dance teacher, but I guess my professor because it's college. She was just like, "If my music offends you, I'm not sorry." And I was like, oh, such a mood." <laughs> We love a sorry, not sorry on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, so she's a queen. But honestly, I feel like it'll be easy. I'm hoping it's going to be easy. But for this week, what are we talking about, Ray? So this week, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff, a little light, a little heavy. All of it has to do with pop culture. Um, we're going to start out probably with The Bachelor. Yeah, um, I'm excited. Into, uh, I'm not excited. <laughs> we've got some international news this week um mm-hmm. the timeline has been popping off with people afraid of world war three and also with a lot of royal drama and then um we've got some golden globe coverage and then we're just gonna get into our sorry not sorry's this week yeah. our first official sorry not sorry so i'm excited i am too i'm excited this is like our first like podcast where we're doing like what we want our normal format to be yeah so if you haven't listened to last week's episode go listen I mean I think it's a great introduction of just who we are um but this week is really going to be the kickstart to what we really want this platform to look like so let's see all righty let's get started so it was the bachelor premiere for Peter what'd you think Oh, yikes. Okay, this is my first season watching The Bachelor. I've seen a couple seasons of The Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me why. I just, I, I feel better about it when it's, you know, a whole bunch of guys, you know, because I feel like oh, it, it's it's all very weird to me, but just watching this season, like, oh, I was, I'm not here for all of the crying. I'm not here for all of the drama. I'm not here for all of these girls who seem to be taking themselves pretty seriously in my opinion mm-hmm. um, but just to give my opinion on Peter specifically honestly I didn't want him to be 
The Bachelor. <laughs> um, I wasn't excited. I don't know that many people were. But, you know, we started out this episode. He was, you know, doing his thing with his family, speaking Spanish and dancing with his mom, which I think <laughs> melted everyone's heart. I loved it. Um, I was like, maybe, maybe. But then... As the episode went on, I just, all of my suspicions were confirmed. I'm not going to be here for Peter this season, but I'm interested to really? see what you think. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. So I I don't even know how many seasons it's been. Since my sophomore year of high school, I think I've been watching all the Bachelor franchises. Like, I haven't missed a season yet. Um, Wait, so you're saying Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise. Correct? Yeah, and then Bachelor okay. Winter Games when that happened. Like, I'm what? saying, I, yes. I, like, I low-key eat, sleep, breathe, batch. Like, my Bachelor season has started, and it'll go through August, September, and I have to tune in every week. Like, this is what I do. But I... I, same, I was not excited about Peter. I really wanted Mike to be The Bachelor. Um... But I have to say, I think I'm sold on Peter. <laughs> what? I know. What I just... about this panda bear who is over-sexual, like, makes you excited? I, like, it's not about I'm excited. It's, like, I just think he's, like, kind of dorky in a sense of, like, like, I think I had the wrong impression of Peter. And, like, I think I thought he was, like, not rude, but more like broy, I guess. And you like, mean in Hannah B's season, yeah. Like, I okay. guess, and also, like, I was so team Mike, so I was just, I was going into it like being like, uh, screw Peter, like, I don't want him to be the bachelor. Mm. But like, after watching this episode and like seeing how he's interacting, and like, he just seems genuinely excited. And like, we've had some really awful bachelors over the years and I feel like he's gonna be like kind of like Ben Higgins where like they're just respectable bachelors like they're like they may be boring but they're not gonna be disrespectful to the woman like Mm -hmm. and they're able to like hold a conversation like Peter isn't like he's a catch like he has a job I mean he doesn't still love his parents (laughs) but like like he has a decent job some of these men here like Ari was like He's a failed race car driver. So it was like, you're not securing any bag with Ari. (laughs) But like Peter has a stable job. He seems fine. He's like a decent age. Like he's not too young. We've had some young bachelors, which Mm. like I feel like you really shouldn't be considered a bachelor until like at least 26, 27, because you still have a lot of life to live. Um, so I don't know. I'm excited for the season. I think for our first night, like I was pretty impressed with him. Yeah, I think uh, we'll have our, our qualms. I don't know how far you want to get into the episode. I don't know if you want to do Top Girls first before we get into the actual episode. But I was just, I, I was not impressed. I was just not impressed. I mean, I think he did great. Mm-hmm. Like, as far as, like, make, like putting on a good face. Yeah. I think there was a lot of stuff thrown at him on the first night. Um, Like, because Hannah B is the only person that I'm able to, like, compared to at this time and which which you can attest to this are girls just generally more catty like in the way that like you know last year I'm pretty sure it was what was his name Christian or or whatever his name was. Cam that's his name always be Cam that's right he he was our one interrupter like 
he was our one, you know, really annoying, like, can I just, like, steal you for a minute after two minutes with the, with the person? Yeah. Every single one of these girls had a moment where they walked up and said, hey, can I get a moment with you? Which is just, I was like, is this normal for The Bachelor over The Bachelorette or what is going on? Yeah, it's usually pretty common. I honestly think part of it is the lead. I always put that on their fault. Um, yeah. I don't honestly, I low-key think that the women, like The Bachelorettes, usually do a better job probably of time managing through the night. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think they usually like, because you really don't see too much interrupting. Whereas when I'm watching The Bachelor, there's a lot of interrupting. Like, usually there's, like, two or three girls that are, like, saying that. And there's always, like, a few, a handful of girls that are, like, worried because they didn't have time with him. And, mm-hmm. like, it is, like, I, from what I've heard, I think it's only, like, a two, three hour, like, time where they actually get to mingle. And, like, it's, like, within two hours, the first impression reels is out. Um, and so, honestly, I just think the boy, I just think The Bachelors don't do a good job in making sure, like, that they are... They don't always go and talk to all of them. I think the girls, like, give everyone a chance. And the guys, I think, really go based off of those limo entrances. And what entrances they were. Um, Were there any people that, like, you particularly like or think that they're going to go far? Um, Yeah. So, for me, I think my favorite right now is Madison. I think. I do. I like her a lot. you, you, You do like her a lot? I do. I vibe. She's bubbly. She's sweet. Like they went when and I'm just gonna say it now. I hated that he took her to his parents' vow. Like, um, what is it? Renewal. I hated that. I don't think that was a real vow renewal. I don't think it was. I hope it wasn't. I think it downplays the fact that later in the season, like the whole that it's a big deal that she gets to meet his family. Do you know what I mean? The, uh, the, they have done this often where like they meet the family about like before final six or something but on the first day you're not yeah like it's, Adam. yeah there's been a few well like honestly most times if they meet a, if they're meeting the family on a one-on-one that is like one of their first dates and if not it's definitely their first one-on-one date first one-on-one. so like it's not out of character for me oh, I, just, <laughs> Watching I, just, I did not like that at all however it did say a lot that he knew that was going to be the day and he picked her. So I think that that says a lot that he, that, you know, a front runner. And then she did the whole, um, she said, you know, I don't really care. Not that she doesn't care if she, if he picks her, but like that she, she really wants him to be happy. And I, I loved that. I think she's genuine. I think she's going to be great. Um, uh, probably next for me only because she reminds me so much of Luke P and I know she's going to go far because of it oh my god Hannah Ann <laughs> Hannah Ann she is that's, I feel like that's Luke not a good P. thing to remind you of Luke P but Luke P got, made it to the final four did he not he did but like she's a favorite or you just think that she's going to go far she's going to go far but okay so Hannah Ann reminds you of him <laughs> but 100% the like the I'm just feeling so many feelings right now and the like can I steal you like on the first night because he also did that in that terrible suit um you know literally Mm -hmm. every two seconds being like can I just get you know a couple more minutes and then that long kiss that was just 
a little too awkward for me to just met you five minutes ago. Yeah. I beat the Lupia this season. I'm pretty sure. Maybe she won't go crazy, but she's definitely got the gene. Yeah. I I I sense that. I mean, there's always one. You're right. I also really, I really enjoyed Madison for the same thing. And, like, I just don't, I feel like, though, that she's going to fizzle out, I think, about final seven, final six. Like, I genuinely, I think she'll go pretty far, but I don't necessarily think that she's going to go to hometowns. I don't know why. I think part of it is her meeting the family so early. And it's also really, so, one thing, too, about first dates, like, the first one-on-one dates, they sometimes become the villain or, like, the girls start, like, bullying them because like they're jealous and like they also because they have a one-on-one so early they don't often get a one-on-one till later on and so when so like while he's going on these group dates with these other women like they're building the relationship up little by little and they'll have like a really great one-on-one and so like then Madison kind of gets like buried under all these other great connections that he's having Mm -hmm. so I do worry for her and also like yeah, and also, like, how much she's, like, so into him already. Like, as I do like that she was, like, I just want you to be happy. But also, like, it, like sometimes he's not going to live up to what she expects, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and she may, like, not have a meltdown, but I don't know. She may freak out. I also like Hannah Ann um, for being Hannah Ann. I feel like anyone with two names like that, like, I think she lives up to her name, honestly. She does. Um, I mean, but, like, also, I don't know. I feel like she is going to be one of those misunderstood people. I think she also just is very into Peter or the idea, idea of Peter mm-hmm. at this point. Um, and, like, what she did worked, so we can't be mad. You're right. She got, got her first impression rose. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, that's the name of the game. At the end, That's the thing, too. People forget that this is still, a, like, competition mm-hmm. um so like i always get mad at girls are always like i don't have any time with him i don't have any time at him and they're too worried i think about what the outside like perspective is thinking about them but i'm always like if you don't have time with him like you're going to go home like what are you doing like go interrupt him if he's been talking to someone like hannah Ann got the first kiss and i remember like all the girls obviously this is edited but, like, all the girls are like, wow, like, she's been over there for a long time. Like, he's laughing, having a good time with her. I'm sorry. If I was on the show, I'd be like, you're laughing and having a good time with her. Like, let me interrupt before it goes too far. Like, you're going to laugh and have a good but time with me. aren't you afraid that, like, that person is going to be like, wow, she's really rude? Or, or because you would value the person who's playing the game that you wouldn't care? I, that's the thing. I wouldn't care because, like, at the end of the day, like, if you're generally, if you're on the show to find love, which I think there are about 20% of the girls are here to find love, like, you have to do what you have to do. Most of these girls are probably on here just for publicity. And so, like, with that, yeah, you have to play nice and you have to just, like, be funny. But I'm sorry, like, if, honestly, with this, like, show, it's, like, about a two-month period. Any minute you have is valuable. And so, like, you need to take your minutes. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I also, I hate that she went home on night one, but I loved Marissa's package. Okay. That was like the- <laughs> I, I also like, um, in my notes, I put down that I liked her. I thought she was cute. 
Um, although, I will say that I liked her in her introduction. When they met, I was like, ooh, sis, a little bland. Yeah, I agree. But I was just like, I want her to get to, like, at least before week five so we could definitely see her in paradise. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I knew she was going to be with Peter. But I'm, like, sad she went home on night one. Come like, I, like, they choose, like, one or two night one girls to go to paradise. But I don't think usually that she's going to be one of them that they choose. Yeah. You know what? So maybe You know who, what did, like, irk me, though? Is what? Kelly. I think that there are some people that are going to really like her. Mm-hmm. When she first met him, I was, oh, when she first came on screen, I was like, this girl is bland. Yeah. She's like a box of Raisin Bran. There are some boring girls on this show. I hate to say it. I, but, like, I think the boring ones are the ones that want love. Really? I think, and also what, what, what irks me about her, I think she thinks that she has too much of a leg up. Because he yeah. met him one time. Unless you guys dated sis, they probably told him beforehand that, hey, you've met her before, okay? Yeah, but also, like, no, well, like, no. I think he remembers her because the fact that he was, like, let's go out and, like, continue where he left off and stuff. Like, I, I, as much as I don't like Kelly, I do think that she kind of does have a leg up on them because, like, he did remember and, like, he seems to actually be interested in her. That's like so gross to me. They would just... Um, but they would be two bland people together. And sometimes that's just the best for them. You're right. To save the rest of us, you're right. And, like, and like the thing is, like, he didn't mesh well with Hannah. Because Hannah obviously is a bigger personality than him. Okay, yeah. And that's that. I'll give you that. Because that was my criticism of him last season. So, yeah, you know what? You're right. They may deserve each other, but I don't like her. I just don't. Let's really quickly, I think one of the last things that we need to hit and quit on The Bachelor is the mess and the embarrassment that was Hannah Brown in this episode. You think she was embarrassing? Bree, man. I, no, I feel like, no. I don't, you know I love Hannah for being Hannah. She Okay, so that's the thing, you didn't watch Clinton season. No. But she got a package, um, like one of the little intro packages at the beginning and I, I instantly was like a Hannah Brown stan because she literally came on made weird faces and like I'm the hot mess express and Hannah has always lived up to that title like she is a hot mess and I feel like I honestly think it's like hard to say it's a real conversation because like in real life you're not going to be having this conversation like you loved someone else you broke up with them and then I'm mad that you didn't ask me out but you asked out this other like that's not a real it's not gonna happen in real life but I feel like for the closure that Peter didn't get like it had to happen I feel like Peter was better off without them bringing her back and making her I I just it just her doing that crying again Makeup all over the place. Like, sis, it's been two seasons. This is the, technically the third season you've been on, and you have not gotten waterproof mascara yet. Yeah, that's not on her. That's on the makeup artist. I just... You, I they're not letting her... They are doing her full face hair and makeup. Like, they're not letting her go out with whatever makeup she's wanting to wear. So, it's on them. And I think they did it on purpose. Oh, it was too much. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do I, it. Yeah, and I then, love the production of it. Like, her standing so far away from him and, like, 
lights just like with the being backlit by the mirror I was like wait this stage picture is gorgeous like I was like is this a play (laughs) (laughs) I will say I believed that that the moment was like organic in their reactions because I feel like very much she didn't want him to come in there and they a producer really shuffles him in there and then they just had to make it work and because I think Homeboy was really hurt yeah because he she's he's right he was a third option and she couldn't deny that and she couldn't even say that she still had feel like that she was you know in the wrong or that she was you know regretted it she was just like well, yeah, I, like, questioned it. And it's like, no, sis, you weren't thinking about Peter, okay? You weren't. Admit it. Yeah, she really wasn't. That's I was frustrated by that, um, for sure. Because, and but, I mean, on the flip side, I do see, she also made some points being, like, you didn't reach out, like. He bro- she broke up with him. No, and that's what she said. She said, I, like, she was, like, I wanted to give you space if you were still healing. Like, she's, like, I didn't want to. Be, and because that's the thing too is like if Peter wasn't reaching out to her being like hey are you okay like she probably was like he doesn't want to talk to me so like why would she go out and like make the effort and also like regardless you're going to be like I like third second whatever pick like you weren't the one she proposed to you at the end so like honestly like why would she reach out I think why would I reach out exactly they both didn't have to reach out to each other but they're having this conversation and I think like honestly like as much of a mess that Hannah looked like, like, I think, I was actually proud of both of them and how they handled it. Mm. Uh, Even though Peter was like, I'm just confused. And that's the thing, too, is, like, that, this show brings people on, like, their past lovers all the time, and this is how it happens, and within two weeks, like, they're fine, they're moving on, they're living their life. Well, I hope that happens. I just thought it was embarrassing to her, especially because it's, like, that's so disrespectful to ask her to come be a part of the house. Sister, She's already ha- she's already had two seasons. It's not gonna happen. That's all I have to say, sis. I I don't know how much I'm gonna watch it this season. If I'm gonna be completely honest, really? I yeah. I mean, I just like what as much as I said I like Peter. He's still boring. But I think it was a good pre- premiere. I was angry. I feel like that's the thing when it comes to making a story and to putting out like any sort of media. It's like whether people hated it or whether people loved it, like you want those kind of visceral reactions. And I definitely had some visceral reactions to this episode, so. T. All right, let's jump straight into our international news. It has been honestly taxing and so hard to keep up with. Everything that's been going on, the more that happens in the world, the more that Twitter consumes and spits out memes, yeah, whether they're appropriate or not. <laughs> and um, I, like, like we were talking about last night, a lot of people at this point in time, like we're in 2020, are getting a lot of their news now from social media, whether yeah. it is, you know, the you know snapchat like news stories or whether it's twitter or, like which is wild to me because you're like people have been getting their news from twitter and i'm like not me like i always got them from like not like obviously all news sources are like somewhat biased but i always try to get like my news from like an actual source or like my mom so mm-hmm. well i have like ap press like um like 
notifications on my phone. So like that's where I get my news because I I need it from the journalist source. I don't need a spiced up headline. But also yeah. the I guess which is technically still a form of social media, I still watch a lot of my news on YouTube. Yeah, I feel like that's what I need to start doing because like since I've been in college, I feel like I've been more out of touch with news just because I did watch so much like CNN with my mom especially like 2016 like we had to watch the news so much yeah um so like I feel like out of touch and like like I was telling I was like I like I was just like shook that I sometimes got news from YouTube recently I was like I don't know people got their news from just like these social media websites basically oh yeah if there's something that I know um like say I get an alert about it or I see a tweet about it during the day and I know that I've missed like the coverage on like live television or I can't get to a live television then I'll just like look it up on YouTube and usually like CNN is really good about keeping their clips updated Fox News obviously um I have been a subscriber to Philip DeFranco since like the eighth grade. He usually covers mm-hmm. a lot of things in depth and is pretty, um, you know, he's pretty neutral as well. So, yeah. I mean, YouTube for me has always been the, the T. Yeah. But well. <clears throat> most recently, um, something that you can get up on pretty much any given morning and see trending is World War Three. Yeah, that's, it's, honestly, I, that's the first time I really heard a major news event through Twitter. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, because uh, it was, it's just been trending since Saturday, or was that Friday night? Yeah, well, okay, yeah, this, just to give some background, because the downside to getting your information from Twitter, getting your information from, um, a, like, a YouTube or any social platform, especially by Google where they can tailor it to your interest is mm. it's largely an echo chamber you know yeah. if you are you know liking liberal posts or you are um, you know a conservative you know self-proclaimed conservative you know your timeline is going to reflect that and so yeah. the way that you consume news and the way that you consume media is often fil- is filtered yeah so um, just to give a rundown, like we're not a news, you know, outlet, but because, <laughs> beca- but because this is an election year one and two, this is, you know, something that has been all over social media. We feel like we, it's imperative that we cover it. Um, starting last Friday, basically, um, um, okay, let me start over. It's okay. <laughs> okay. So this world war as people have been putting it the third world war um has come from these tensions that we've had with iran most recently since trump's um presidency has began in 2016 however um you know these are tensions that have been going on for decades i can't really know see research or see a time where iran and the united states were anything but, you know, yeah. tolerating each other. Yeah, there's, like, tension, period. T. However, in 2015, well, in 2013, Obama had the, you know, the famous phone call, the famous 30-minute phone call, where, you know, at least there was negotiations beginning to happen. 
2015, we have the nuclear deal, which basically just put some checks and balances over nuclear warfare at the time. Mm-hmm. Trump gets in office, um, basically rips that up, uh, <laughs> and removes a lot of sanctions, however, employs a lot of sanctions, um, basically just undoes. I think we can all attest to the fact that in the fir- Trump's first year with all of the, you know, executive, um, I, I don't know exactly how to phrase it, but like executive signings that he was doing, I guess, that you basically don't need to have like congressional approval for in order to do. Okay. He was reversing a lot of Obama's past. Anything that had Obama's name on it, basically, he was running it back, including this nuclear deal. Um, so it's been an issue for a couple of years now with Iran not necessarily abiding by these rules because Trump said, you know, F these rules. And so they said F these rules as well, Um, which led to last Friday when Trump um, allowed and uh, allowed for an airstrike on an Iraqi base that had um, General Qasem Soleimani, who is the second in command of Iran. There's basically, like, the supreme leader of Iran and then this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, his, you know, his advisors have come out and basically um, backed him up saying that they had intelligence that this person was going to, um, was going to punch through a, an attack on American lives, which has neither been confirmed or backed up. Yeah. However, the big the big issue here is that this is largely seen by most as an act of warfare, which we all know from government classes has to be approved by Congress. Mm-hmm. However, Trump did not get this congressional approval. So, but he is also impeached at this time, so I'm guessing to him, he doesn't really much care about congressional approval. Yeah. Anyways. I mean, like, obviously he doesn't, considering the impeachment. T. <laughs> um, so, uh. Basically, that night, um, we could all see Twitter, specifically Black Twitter, you know, blowing up i think for a while when i woke up on saturday morning black twitter specifically like the words black twitter were trending oh my gosh we're a mess (laughs) a whole mess a whole mess but it was you know it was your your typical you know like this wasn't us signed all black people which yeah i've seen a lot of those kind of things points were made however (laughs) you know it was, and I think too, because I think that's the downside to news coming from social media is that it also kind of, I don't want to say it loses its, you know, its sting, but it can seem, you know, like this isn't actively happening or isn't really a, a big deal, you know? Because even like outside of Black Twitter, there was the drafts tweets, like saying that, like, you know, 
BTS army or whatever like you now been drafted. The amount that of those memes I've got sent to me, I cannot. It's yeah. So I mean, everyone had something to say, whether it was funny or whether it was or whether it was an attempt at being funny or whether it was you know the well, polar like, opposite. You know, the memes were instant because the reason it was trending was because people were memeing it, and like that was like I think there were like two reactions to like the trends and it was like lol like let me laugh my pain and sorrows away Mm -hmm. or like people got genuinely pressed because they were like wait world war like like, on stan twitter like because it's a global like fandom there were like people who like in germany and like uk that were like wait there's a world war happening it's like no 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 like it's really just united states like yeah and to be and to be honest, um, when we first uh, wrote the you know the script, not the script, but you know what we were going to talk about for this week on Tuesday, mm-hmm. like Tuesday, it, it, Tuesday in the middle of the day. Yeah, I as I you know was on that boat that you know this is a U.S. and a you know an Iran kind of thing. You know, I had also I think said to you at that point, you know. Everyone needs to calm down. This isn't World War Three, you know. We're not about yeah. to launch into a war. Like this is really at this point, this is a who has the bigger guns kind of situation. Yeah. And then Tuesday night happened. Yes, a mess. So, at this point, uh, Tuesday, January seventh, um, there is an air. It's reported that there's an airstrike um, on an Iraq an Iraqi base that holds American soldiers. Um, And Iran then claimed this attack. Another headline that comes out in the same night um, is that there was a Ukrainian flight that was holding 176 people that crashed over, I think, Tehran and Iran. Um, Mm -hmm compiled of you know majority canadians a lot of iranians um some german citizens uh you know uh pretty no americans however you know just a, a real mixture of people that has shot down a shot down 176 people and there are zero survivors um oh, wow as of today well as of this morning um u.s officials came out saying that this uh that this plane crash was not an engine failure. It wasn't um, any sort of problem with the plane, that it was actually, um, that it could have been and allegedly could have been uh, um, caused by an Iranian missile. Oh, wow. Justin Trudeau comes out um, this afternoon and makes a statement that confirms this and corroborates the fact that there is an investigation going on that whether this was an accident or not, that it is very possible that it was an Iranian missile that struck down this plane. And so it begins because whether we want to say that, um, you know, it, it, whether it was an intentional, you know, shooting down of this plane or whether it was an accident or they just, you know, didn't do the right vetting and didn't see that it 
was in an American, like, uh, I'm pretty sure that it's the, the plane has been compared to American surveillance planes that are used by the Air Force. Yeah. Um, but, you know, whether it was an accident or, or not, I don't think it can be denied that had Friday not happened, that Iran would not have been firing off missiles like hotcakes. Oh, 100%. Um, so, like I said, accident or not, this is a rea- this is a reaction. So, still, I feel like it has like it has something to do with America. We've now involved other people, and there are other there are deaths. You know that, as Trump liked to point out yesterday, you know, no American deaths, no no American citizens were harmed. You know, but I think we have to all um like think about who are the real victims here which are iranians which are every person that lost their life that to senseless violence on that plane and to the thousands of troops mm-hmm. that have been sent out since friday in the new year They're starting their yeah. new year being deployed like those are the people that are going to be fighting you know and i want to say something like so something about that like that's the thing like for me personally the memes don't make me upset but there was a tweet I saw the other day that did call, like, people who are fighting um, for our country terror- terrorist, And I feel, and that went pretty viral. Like, there was a lot of retweets and likes on it and a lot of comments. And, like, see, that's, like, that hurt me more. Because, like, I have a friend who is a vet. And he fully did it for free school. And, like, half the comments were, like, that's right. They call them who they are. And the other comments were, like, so you're saying that I'm terrorist because, like, I need free education. You're calling me a terrorist because, like, this is, like, my only way out of a bad situation. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, those, like, it's, They like, don't get to choose where they go. Exactly. Like, they don't get to choose. Like, and they're, like, well, obviously, if you're choosing the fight, like, you're a murderer. And I'm, like, wow. that's not necessarily true. And also, it's, like, you don't always are, you're not always fighting when you're a part of, like, the armed forces. Mm-hmm. Like, you, there's a lot of roles in there that, like, include it and so like I think that's like my main thing was like not the memes going viral but like the negativity towards people who this was not their decision that they didn't cause mm-hmm. this they just purely like and not all of them may be purely trying to find like a better life out of hopefully out of this but like it's just like there are real people who are being affected by it and you get to sit on your computer and say your little opinion but like at the end of the day people are losing family members because they're having to be deployed right now. And that I think was more offensive than saying like, I arrived to Iran and I see BTS army. Yep. Like, yeah. So that was my, I think that's where I was frustrated. Yeah. And I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. But some other news dropped really recently across the pond. Across the pond. There is a whole soap opera going on in Buckingham Palace. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I feel like this is where, you know, the media criticism starts. The, you know, the racism that people thought wasn't in Britain, you know, truly, truly jumped out. Mm-hmm. And um, our girl, our American girly, Meghan Markle, um, has been struggling pretty much ever since. I don't know of any other person who I can say has been more fed up and done by the situation of you know just being a celebrity 
Yeah. Even, I don't know if you remember or read her, um, I want to say it was a Vogue article or um, something close to it, some interview that she had done um, where she, where after having her, ba- her baby, where she basically says, you know, no one has even asked me if I'm okay, you know, because she took a lot. She took a lot of heat and continues to take a lot of heat for doing so much as wearing the same dress twice. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I'm not, like, what, it's not that I'm not a fan of even the royal, it's like, I don't get the obsession with the royal family, and also, like, it's not that I don't like Megan, but it's not like I have, like, a, a lot of Americans do have, like, an obsession with Megan, especially because she's an American, mm-hmm. and, like, I just haven't had that vibe, um, so, like, I definitely feel for her, like, I saw that one interview where she was, like, crying, yeah. Um, and I think, like, the person actually asked her, like, if she was okay in that interview, and that's why she was, like, mm-hmm. crying or something. Um, and, like, those situations, I do feel bad for her. But, like, from the little bit that I've seen on, like, my Twitter feed about, like, them now doing, like, they're about to do half and half US-UK time, I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like partially some of it is, like, her pulling away from, like, his family, and, like, I don't necessarily think, like, I feel like there were some things that, like, may have been agreed upon before they got married that I think are shifting. Um, I, so I feel bad for both parties involved. I here, Here's the tea. Here's the tea on that end. I really don't think that she fully, I, I mean, I think she didn't, uh, I don't think she fully understood what she was getting into, to be completely honest. Like, I think yeah. she thought, you know, he's sixth in line. He's not making it up there at any point, you know, like, yes, he's a prince, but, you know, he wasn't even the good guy, really. Like, he's always been the rebel doing things that, you know, um, what British people scoff at. Um, And I feel like she thought, you know, that her connection with him would be different, which was naive of her, obviously, because whether or not he, um, you know, had a troubled childhood or not, he still, you know, self-proclaimed had yeah. a lot of issues. And he's a prince. And there are just certain things that you're not going to be able to get away from. I think the most interesting thing about this story for me, as it pertains to popular culture, is that they put out their um, notice or their, you know, their a statement on Instagram. Yeah. Like, and and thinking about it, I don't know where else they would have put it out. However, well, I but think usually what happens is like the British media send it out, and then, like, then we find out through like the world news. Yeah. Yeah. And they address that within their, um, within the, the note is basically they just want to write their own narrative. Which in that sense, you know, putting out a statement on Instagram was perfect. They did exactly what they said they were going to do by not going through, you know, basically what they wanted to do was take their lives out of the hands of British media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And put it into grassroots um, journalists and people that they feel are doing great, you know, or like what they would consider to be like, you know, good good guy journalism you know what I mean 
Um, so I get that, but at the same time, I'm like, wow, you re- like this is where we are. Instagram, like, was that wild to me only? I mean, like, everyone and their mom puts state statements on Instagram, so I'm not really like. I don't know. I feel like I'm not really shook by it. But also, I don't follow the Royals enough to, like, I just know, like, I just know that, like, usually I find out from, like, world news that something Mm -hmm. happened with them, whether someone was born or, like, an engagement happens. Yeah. But, like, I'm, I don't, like I said, like, from my, like, perspective of Megan, I don't think I am surprised that it was on Instagram. I feel like she wants American fame. I just think like, she started out as an actress. I think, like, that's what she wants to be, is an American, like, celebrity. But was she really even that huge over here? She be- she wasn't. But, like, that's the thing is, like, I don't think that she necessarily, like, I don't think, like, you, I don't think you become an actor and actress. And this is me with people who are, like, I'm a theater student. But, like, I don't think you necessarily do that profession if you don't want fame. And there's nothing wrong with, like, wanting that in your life. Um, but I think she recognizes that she will be treated better here. And, like, she should be treated better, period. Like, I think you just shouldn't be disrespectful of people, regardless if you like them or not. Mm-hmm. But I think it's l- more less of her being treated more respectfully and more that she's going to be admired here. She's going to be, like an American princess, essentially, even though we don't have royalty. And I think she recognizes, that, like, that's the life that she would rather have, which considering how badly she's treated over there, I mean, like, I everyone would want that, but also I think part of it is a little bit, like, her just wanting that celebrity status. Hmm. I don't believe it when I see it. That's the thing. Like, I'm curious, like, once... If it's, like, they come over here and all of a sudden she's all over the American press and, like, we don't hear about the Kardashians anymore and, like, all this other stuff is happening, I'm going to be, like, telling. If they come over here and it's a quiet life and we only really hear about them when it's, like, big news, that's going to be telling. I hope it's a ladder. I really hope it's a ladder. I agree. But if it's not the ladder, I won't be surprised. So, the 77th Golden Globes happened on Sunday night. Um, I like to think the Golden Globes are kind of like the JV of, like, the Oscars and the Emmys. I don't know. Okay, so you agree with me? Mm -hmm. Especially because it's, like, JV is also, like, the place where you put everyone kind of together. You know, like, they have TV shows. Yeah. They have the movies all in the same space. Yeah, and it's, like, it happens right before, like, the Oscars. A lot of people, like, think that it affects the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily think that's always true. I think the Academy for the Oscars will do what they want it to. Um, but people think that the Golden Globes have an effect on the life. Um, but they're also just kind of, like, because, I guess, since there is, like, both um, TV and film, they're kind of a little bit of a hot mess. Um and like the biggest hot mess, I think, was the fashion this oh, year. It was really bad. So like, I like, I personally didn't think many people looked great. 
I think my favorite looks were Beyonce, mm-hmm. of course, um, which we'll talk a little bit about later. But I really like Gwyneth Paltrow's little boho moment. Okay. Like, I felt like it was on brand, People, brand for yeah. her. People did not like that, but I liked it. Like, I was like, if anyone could pull it off, it would be her. Maybe we're biased because she was, like, a big guest star okay. in Glee. But, like, I feel like it was, like, the vibe of, like, the Gwyneth that, like, we know mm-hmm. now. I was like, this is makes sense. Um, I also really liked Nicole Kin- Kidman's, like, red mm-hmm. dress. Um, but I also don't know if I like really liked it because everyone else was so bad or if I actually genuinely liked it because I, like, think about it, it's a little bit boring. Um, but she looked good, and I think that's what matters. And Priyanka also, I think, looked great in her pink dress. Phenomenal. Um, the men wore black suits, which you can never be mad about, really. You can't be mad about it for this event, but like when they come out in black suits at the Met Gala, that's a different story. Um, (laughs) some of the flops of the night. I think J-Lo looked like a Christmas present. She did not. It was, there was too much going on. Draping was just not good. It was really bad. And then Taylor just looked like some curtains you'd find like at your grandmother's house. like Which is her aesthetic. It's her aesthetic, but like we've seen her do better. Damn. You're about to put us in the toilet, sis. We can't drag Taylor two weeks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like I said last week, I like her music. And also, like like I said, she's done better. Like, that's the thing is, like, Taylor, like, does the best when she does, like, simple and fun things. I think when she tries to, like, elevate the elegance, um, it doesn't always work for her. But I also get that she is older now, so maybe that's what she wants to do. See, she's hit the magical um, 30. Yeah, she did. But, I mean, also, like, I feel like her stylist probably should have done her better yeah Yeah. um and yes Beyonce missed the red carpet but her look was popping um and she and her husband Jay-Z um that was the feminist moment right there there it is there it is there's the headline (laughs) um they brought their own champagne to the Golden Globes which for every reason was a big deal um, like everyone was freaking out about it. I was like, maybe they just knew better that it was like bad alcohol. Like I can't be mad at them. But what's interesting is like right before we recorded this podcast, I was just like on Twitter and they said, did you see that they sent Reese Witherspoon some champagne? Oh, I love that for her. Yeah, which I think she deserves. But really like no one like really is watching the Golden Globes for the fashion, but I feel like we should just note it because I feel like it was like very hit or miss. Exactly. I feel like it's because people usually do good enough that we don't have to talk about it but it was just that bad yeah it was like and like the people who like I feel like usually pull off good looks didn't yeah but then also like who are we to say because we thought Gwyneth looks good and like everyone else did it I would only add one alteration to Gwyneth I loved the see-through from the waist up when she turned around and had the thong on I was like I don't know I, yeah, but I didn't think it was terrible. Yeah, but she was on some wardrobe. But also, like, how many photos she's getting taken from behind? I get you have to think of a whole complete look, but also like, if the front looks good, the front looks good. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that is just my opinion. Um, I the big dramas of the Golden Globes 
Um, so the host for his fifth and final time, Ricky Gervais. Is that how you pronounce mm-hmm. it? I'm really bad with yeah, names. Yeah, so he caused quite, quite some controversy really early on with his opening monologue. Um, the thing that, like, I watched six minutes of the eight minutes of it. Because I just, like, was, like, I wasn't finding many of the jokes funny, if any of the jokes funny. Really? I mean, he started, yeah, I just, like, I was kind of upset because how he started talking, well, I thought it was funny when he was, like, this is my final time, so I don't care. And I was, like, LOL, it's funny. But then, like, when he starts out with, like, talking about Kevin Hart with the Oscars, like, and you know how I felt about that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I was, so, like, I was, like, oh, we're, like, I was like, I don't know if this is a dig at Kevin or a dig of yourself or a dig of the Oscars. And then, like, bringing up R. Kelly and Michael Jackson with, like, their little documentaries. Not little documentaries, quite large documentaries that just happened um, last year. Because he brought up, like, obviously the surviving R. Kelly and then finding Neverland. Um, I thought the cat's jokes were funny. Um... But I don't know, I just, maybe it just isn't my style of humor. Like, I didn't think they were, like, super witty enough to be as controversial and problematic that they low-key were. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I agree. I did laugh. I thought it was fairly funny. I think, um, I don't know. I, I agree with you that I don't think it was clever enough in order to be as, you know, uh, as much as a fire starter as it was, I think that we all could have just let it go. Um, yeah, yeah, that's and also like he didn't let it go. Like he tweeted, um, one simply pointing out whether someone's left or right wing isn't winning the argument. Two, if a joke is good enough, it can be enjoyed by anyone. Three, it's not all about you. Four, just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. Ooh. And it was like I was like, <laughs> sir calm down yeah I think it's one of those moments where it's like I feel like where you win in that moment is if you just if you if you have a I said but I said moment and then you let it go yeah like say it with your chest and obviously like the thing too is like I don't think like obviously there are other people that's the thing too like there are people who are involved in those jokes like he just was the one that was presenting them but like it had to be vetted out someone wrote them like Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like, there's definitely a writer's room behind that. Exactly. So the fact that, like, he's getting all the bad, like, ish on him, like, makes me sad for him. Mm-hmm. And I think the celebrities were all laughing. Except for Tom Hanks. His face cracked me up. Yeah. But, like, that's the thing, too, is, like, people were, like, mainly mad at him. It's just, like, like, it's, like, the, like I just feel bad when one person's getting all the blame. And it's, like, clearly it's not only them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Because this was like two days after the World War Three events, a lot of people who won were like mentioning voting and that everyone needs to go out and vote. Um, and I really liked how Michelle Williams was saying like that women need to start voting in their own self-interest. Um, but my one favorite moment actually was Kate McKinnon, like honor because she was honoring Ellen with the Carol Burnett Award and mm-hmm. she was just we talk a lot about how like representation in the media is very important. And like for us, obviously like that means seeing a lot like more black females. That's why we're like fans of Yara and Amanda. Cause they're like young black females 
who mm-hmm. like are able to do these movies and TV shows. But like Kate was saying that like she was like not comfortable with like really being gay until like Ellen was like doing her thing as Ellen and coming out. Uh, and so like her like quote that she said was like, so thank you Ellen for giving me a shot, a shot at a good life. And I was like, because it's just like perspective wise like it put it a lot in perspective because I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of Ellen um at like mainly her talk show I feel like sometimes she like Wendy Williams has a bad reputation about being like nosy and saying things to celebrities but I think Ellen also sometimes is just as bad oh she benefits from being a white woman that's that's correct yeah so like for me like I'm not the biggest fan of Ellen but like seeing like for Kate who I love she is so funny my favorite part of SNL every time she's in a movie she does a great job uh so like the fact that like Ellen like was able to like inspire her and make her feel comfortable enough to like pursue her dreams like I have to respect that uh, and so that was a pretty heartwarming moment um uh, I also really enjoyed uh so like some not I don't know if they're like necessarily popular I guess like maybe more like low-key winners that the public like start to like recognize more um Rami getting best actor in a television program for his show on Hulu um because I didn't I've not heard of this I I thought I did not hear about this show until the Golden Globes but like since then, I looked it up, and I definitely have so I've seen like the logo for the show on Hulu. I just neglected to choose it. I will uh, say that I I heard about it, put it on my um, watch later later list. Um, I would say I will say more because of Gerard Carmichael than anyone else. Um, uh-huh. He's a producer on the show, but yeah. I am, you know, I was really excited to watch it, and I'm really glad that he's getting the recognition that he needs, especially for our Mina brothers and sisters, you know? Um, yeah. Um, and lastly, my this big win, I was like, I've been wanting to see this movie before the Golden Globes. I just didn't have time before, like, my classes were beginning. But, like, Parasite got best movie in a foreign language. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, because we have a friend who, like, really recommended that movie to us. Um, so it was, like, cool that it won um and then the um so Bong Joon Ho said once you overcome overcome the one inch tall barrier subtitles you'll be introduced to so many more amazing films and like so I so on Stan Twitter uh, this clip obviously went viral because it's a uh Korean film um apparently that's not actually like what he said yeah, like, he's like, bit. Yeah, his translator, who was a queen, uh, Sharon Choi, like basically like worded it that way. But I was like, I'm glad she did because it was very like to the point, and like I think she rec- I think she knows like what Americans would listen to, um, and she's a queen. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was watching like their interview with uh, Jimmy Fallon and just like. How she like a lot of times like translators are like monotone and like don't necessarily I think get the like emotion or just generally like the message of what they're translating and I think that she does a really great job with that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which is important because I and I think that's why it's helped this film like get the following that it's getting. Um, but that's my Golden Globe wrap up. All right, guys, and now we've reached the sorry, not sorry portion of the podcast, the part where we say what we are sorry that you feel offended in in the way of of Ricky Gervais, but truly we're not sorry. It's your moment to shine a light on whatever has you excited for this week. So, Brie, why don't you kick us off? I'm so excited for my sorry, not sorry this week. Oh, (laughs) my gosh. After being a fan since May 18th, BTS has finally announced their comeback for their new album. They, I woke up at 9.58 a.m., which is uh, 11.58 p.m. KST, Korean Standard Time. Dear God. <laughs> Tuesday. It was just so great. I was supposed to fly on Tuesday um, back to Michigan, but I asked my mom to fly me home the day before because I wanted to like settle in so I wake up and I check my phone just to like clear my notifications and at 10 a.m I got the alert and I just knew it was the comeback news and it was and 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 February um 21st they are releasing their new album Map of the Soul 7 uh after I think it's like 10 months of like it'll be a 10 month period not having an album and it's just really exciting because like apparently because I'm a baby army that's like the title you get when you like have an experience a comeback but like all the vet armies are like this is never how they've done a comeback before like they're like we don't know what's happening I clearly have no idea what's happening so like they released a cow like a calendar yesterday um of what's happening over the next two months four phases um and like one of the things was like comeback trailer on uh, January 10th and all the time dates are KST so that means gen- like the day before so with American time is always the day before of what day that they say the stuff's coming out so they were like January 10th comeback trailer so I'm like thinking like oh like we're gonna get like a little like one minute video Reagan I woke up to a whole song this morning a whole music video <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> I'm so happy for you. literally it was everything. I'm just so excited to experience my first comeback. Uh, it's been a long time waiting. And I think this album's going to be really great. This is really big for them. And I just really hope we break all the records. So, yeah, it's my sorry, not sorry. Dear heaven. I mean, <laughs> I'm happy for you, but I'm not excited for these next couple of weeks of you being on edge. I'm just glad they give you a, well, a but, calendar so you're not like up at all. Times yeah, they've day. never done that before. So everyone's like, yeah, usually we just wake up every day at 12 a.m. And like, I'm fortunate because European armies are the ones that get screwed because it's like early in the morning for them. Like, 10 a.m. is not that bad. Um, and like, during the week, like, I need to go to class anyways. So yeah, but the fact that I, don't, I only I get a schedule when I have to wake up at 10 is just really nice happy for you I was scared for you this semester because I just knew you were so gung-ho about they're coming back they're gonna announce the comeback and I was like okay whatever you know and I've been I've been waiting (laughs) for this moment so that it could happen and that we can move on 
I know, I know. You're ready for me to be done. Because you think I'm going to settle down after the comeback. I don't know if I, I At this point, I don't think you will. Um, however, I'm hoping that the next time that the comeback comes around, you won't be staying oh, up till 4 a.m. Yeah. Those are not comebacks. Those are award shows. We get to... We'll talk about Stan Twitter and being a part of the K-pop fandom later. But yeah, I'm not staying up at 4 a.m. for comeback. Those are different... Excuse me for not even being a baby army. Oh my gosh, I'm not even a baby stan. Dear, I I don't understand. I'm sure that most of you don't understand either, but we'll learn together. We're going to sit down and make Brie break this down for all of us. Yes, shortly. (laughs) What's your sorry, not sorry? Um... I think I have a quick change in my sorry, not sorry. I feel like I'm going to save my, you know, my opinions on um, on how we treat Black women for a couple weeks when we have our Black History Month. Um, oh, yeah. Our, our Black History Month moment, which, get excited, it's going to be a whole moment. <laughs> um, yes, I'm excited for our February podcast. Um, but something that happened yesterday um jillian michaels you know who she is right did you were you ever watching the biggest loser like the american competition yeah, yeah way back in yeah the day. well she was on there and was she the yeah, trainer yeah okay yes I, i'm familiar my thing is jillian michaels has had you know reality tv shows out of the wazoo she's had multiple diet plans multiple workout videos multiple she's you know as far as like the fitness world goes before we had you know fitness instagrammers and all that kind of stuff there was jillian michaels it was like oh yeah. weight watchers and jillian michaels yesterday uh-huh. i don't know what the interview was exactly for but there's a snippet going around where people were in outrage and she was trending obviously um because when asked about lizzo she said um oh yeah but yes she said um we can celebrate her music but we don't need to celebrate her body because it won't be funny when (gasps) she gets diabetes oh my god and people had you know a field day here's my thing here is my tea we saw on her on her first reality show with the biggest loser we saw how mean she was. We saw how mm-hmm. terribly she talked to fat people. We saw how condescending she could be. She had her own reality TV show. We saw that she even talked to her wife like that. Sis is really out yeah. here. She is not, you know, a sugar and spice, nice kind of person. You know, she's not even that cool kind of mean girl. She is genuinely just a mean girl. Yeah. So for me... Yesterday, I saw her trending. I click on it, see everything that's going on. And I was so annoyed because we know who Jillian Michaels is. This is not new to anyone. Yeah. This is who she is. This is a character trait. And I get it. It sucks. Stop handing her the mic. Well, also the thing, too, about it that's confusing is, like, I can't ever tell if people are rooting for Lizzo or not. Because, like, when she was at the basketball game, it was an issue. Which, and I, I will say that we, we know we weren't, you know, a podcast back then. I, I do, I, at least for me, it had nothing to do with her weight and everything to do with public sanitation. 
but that's... Oh, me too. Those seats are disgusting. But I feel like a lot of people were low-key fat oh, shaming. Oh, a lot of people were fat shaming her. You're, you're absolutely correct. Um, my, my thing is, is, sorry, not sorry, Jillian Michaels is who she is. That interviewer should have known. I'm not going to bring up any fat... Like, it, it was baiting. She knew... Like, we know... Like, when you're, as a journalist, when you're asking people questions, you've researched that person. You know exactly who yeah. they are, and you know exactly what you expect their answer to be. Yeah, that's true. You, She knew. So I feel like that's even more on the interviewer and the people that aired this interview that have put out more content that body shames Lizzo than it is on Jillian Michaels. Sorry, not Sorry. We know who Jillian is. We've been new. Yeah. We have to stop handing her the mic. We just knew she was going to say something bad. Exactly. You, like, they wanted that clickbait moment. They did. Oh. So well. The, for the people who continue to, you know, may want to air out these stories about Lizzo being, like, causing her to come out on, you know, to get off of Twitter and to come out on Instagram and give these statements. Listen, everyone stop using Lizzo as the token fat girl that you can body shame and then say, well, this is, you know, we're not trying to body shame her. We're just trying to um, educate people on, we already know, okay? You don't need to educate anyone on fat shaming. We already know. Yeah. Yeah, it should just be about Lizzo's music. Um, but it never is. No, it never is. So yeah, sorry, not sorry. It was a bit of an aggressive rant, but it looks like that has been another edition of the R and B podcast. Yes, as always, thanks for listening, and we're on Apple Podcasts now. Yeah, so if you could rate us five stars, please. Wherever you listen to podcasts, subscribe, like comment whatever you can do help your girls out yes please and also uh we would like to just give a shout out to the designer of our lovely graphics our friend terry mcneil um who will actually be a guest next week so look out for that yeah look out for that if you haven't seen parasite and you want to be on the train next week go see that we'll be talking about that with him and just kikiing and having a good time. Yeah. So thank you for listening to R&B Podcast. And we'll see you next week. Bye.